Bush and Ritchie with uh, your Hometime Show podcast. Welcome along. Thank you for listening to uh, another episode. I know in our time together we have spoken about this as a sensation once before, but it's all going to make sense in a sec. Because this is not something that is in front of my eyes all the time or my ears, whenever I become re-aware of it, I'm always astonished. Okay. I overheard a phone call that you were making to somebody earlier on. Uh-huh. And then you had to leave an answer phone message to that person uh, giving your phone number for them to call you back. Oh, yeah. I'm not about to give out your phone number so you ah, can rest at ease. Okay, phew. I thought it was the Albanian dealer thing. That, that's absolutely fine. Something I said different. I wouldn't talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops, sorry. But when you gave your number, producer's laughing because he knows the Albanian thing is true, <laughs> but when you left your number... 11 digits in the number, uh-huh. six of them are sevens. Six sevens. Six out of 11 digits are sevens. It, it's Hearing Bush give out his phone number is incredible. I, I feel absolutely blessed that I was given this number. It's like a gift from the gods. And I have had someone in the past, uh, a Chinese person that I spoke to on the phone, offer to buy the number off me. Because apparently in the Far East markets, seven is like a super lucky number. Wow. And you can sell your mobile phone number to someone who wants to be more lucky. Out of interest, out of interest, what would it take for you to part with your phone number? I'd happily hand it over for £10,000. Would you really? Yes, I would. £10,000. Any inquiries, uh, Richie will be my intermediary for this. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Think of the sevens. Lucky seven. Somewhat startled earlier on to get a reminder go off uh, on my phone. I'm, I'm I'm always a bit of a king of like alerts going off on phones on my watch during the show and all that kind you, of thing. You every time you talk to Richie about anything, you're always <laughs> slapping your watch because your watch pipes up because you've got a ping it's or a, a reminder. It's, a, it's not a little tick. It's just a reminder going off. It's me keeping everything quiet. The worst one is if there's a cricket game going on in the background because <laughs> yeah. you're getting updates every two minutes. All the time, all the time. But this one's just gone off and said, "Clean your AirPods." That's a bit personal. <laughs> I've I've set a reminder. I'm wondering whether anyone else does this to get myself more organized i've started setting reminders in my phone now of course you might be an old school reminder person with with post-its or or notes left places not in the hanky my dad used to do not in the hanky underneath the pillow That's in the bed an even older old way of school. course now i'm i'm going with the tech way so every time i get home uh-huh. i've set it to be a reminder for a location so whenever i arrive home every day it tells me to clean my airpods i've had to get a new pair because the old one got bunged up and this is what i've been told by apple to give it a little gentle clean every day even after we all went and got our ears waxed yeah, uh, yes. not that long ago just before lockdown you're still having to get these and what are you using to clean it then what are you doing uh, little um, kind of art and craft brushes that you might do an oil painting with. <laughs> I bet you are the half now you must be over the moon when she sees you hunched over doing that do you set reminders you're a reminder person do I look like a do I look like a reminder person <laughs> Probably, well, I, I thought I'd ask optimistically we started the week talking about me forgetting again to pay the dart for crossing charge. you could do that See, this is what that's what I've done. You could set on your phone a reminder to only go off when you're close to the Dartford Crossing to pay the Dart charge. I would uh, have to then enable my uh, location settings, which I never have on because I don't like it. You don't have your location settings on your phone? Don't like it at all. I don't like being tracked. 
Caveman and Richie. We're going to uh, <laughs> rechange the name of the show. <laughs> Colin Snez, uh, when to put the bins out, whether it's rubbish only, whether it's rubbish or recycling week. That is another one that I do. 9.30 Sunday night, phone goes off saying put out the bins. He's out of control. Andre <laughs> says on Twitter, monthly reminder to submit gas and lecky meter readings. He You're says, kidding. I'm weird about estimate bills. He hates them. That's another one I do. Th- this is the tip of the iceberg, this earpod thing for you. I think there's loads of these weird lists that you've got. Mine will go off once a month telling me to send E on a reminder. I don't like estimated bills all that kind of stuff it's a slippery slope I love it well I, I can't quite do this one it will make sense when I read it Sarah Ann says mainly birthday reminders and to pay for my holiday but I have an annual one to remind me that I'm alive on the anniversary of my lung collapsing Wow. Which I mean, is, that's that's quite empowering, just to sort of remind you that, you you know, you keep them going and what you've been through in life. But if you're having liver bacon and onion for your tea, do you want that popping up on your phone? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Not, maybe not. Fair play, though, fair play. Matt Lawton says, um, I set stop drinking reminders for various times after 8pm on a Saturday if I'm working on a Sunday. Uh, rarely heeded, he says. <laughs> that is so British. That's really British. Kelsey, what are the reminders? Uh, everything and anything, because both mine and my partner's memories are useless. Right, and how, what are we talking here? Are we talking setting them on phones, putting them on the wall, on a bit of paper? What is it? How do you do it? Uh, phones, every time. We both have iPhones, shared calendar, for sheet, dog, oh. birthdays, anniversaries, everything that we have to do goes in our calendars. How are we feeling phone. about shared calendar? I mean, I'm not sure. if you're in a, if you're in some kind of marriage, then you've shared vows anyway, but I do believe yeah. that shared calendars is a step past vows. <laughs> Because I know full well my partner, well, he can't even remember, well, he forgot his mum's birthday last year, so now I've put it in a calendar a week before we get a reminder and two days before we get a reminder, so if one wow. of us gets her a birthday present. <laughs> so he's actually benefiting from it, if any, if anything. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's right. amazing. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks for talking. Uh, no worries. You see, some, some are useful, and then there's this. Hi, boys. I set a reminder at 4.45am every morning when I leave for work, okay. says this text, to put four beers in the fridge for when I return home. Good lads, we endorse that. <laughs> it's really hot today as well, so you, you've earned it. We've got Karen on the line right now. Karen, what kind of reminding goes on in your house then? Oh, my husband does remind us for absolutely everything. Has you met <laughs> Richie? <laughs> <laughs> what does he do then? We, we've heard some of the ones that Richie's done so far this evening. What reminders does your husband set? The um, It's his mum, like, just remembering to make sure he rings his mum. Um... Even to do the shopping, um, to do the minor, like little minor jobs. I'm going to stand up for your husband here, Karen, all right? Everyone's having a laugh at me with all the ones that I set. <laughs> if your husband has set a reminder to ring his mum, I think that's a nice thing. That's lovely, isn't it? I, well, I agree, actually. It does keep him organised and it makes sure he does all the things that I want him to do too, so I can't complain. Uh, really. and is he good on, like, um, you know, uh, Valentine's Day, anniversaries, your your birthday, that kind of thing? Ah, uh, yeah. He, well, most of those he's got in his head, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky there. No, he ain't. He's got that as reminders on his phone as well, trust me. <laughs> Uh, now, not long to go until the next match in uh, Euro 2020, and it's a home nation. It's Turkey versus Wales at five o'clock. We're going to focus and obviously really concentrate, but we'll be keeping our eye on it. And giving us a bit of a steer is our latest signing to Absolute Radio. It's the legend that is Chris Kamara. How are you, Chris? Um, fabulous, thanks. How are you? We're good. Uh, uh, we're very, very good. Has it been a good tournament so far in terms of the quality of the football, as far as you're concerned, well, Cammy? It's been amazing. It's been really good. You know, I'm an England fan through and through. So for us to get off to a good start like we did, it was just superb. 
I'm normally at every tournament. I've been at every tournament that England have qualified since 2002. So to be at home and watch this one with my feet up, it's been great. Turkey Wales in Baku this evening. I mean, it's hot here at the moment. What is the hottest you have ever played in in your career, Chris? Uh, Well, would you believe back in the day, every first day of the season was red hot. Uh, I know it's not a myth, it's true. I have to say it's absolutely true. It used to be red hot when we had proper summers back in the day. And if you're the manager of Wales, what are you saying them going into, to them going into this game? Obviously a disappointing kind of... Uh, well, no, not totally disappointing start. They did OK, but how, what would you say to G up Wales ahead of this game against Turkey? Well, to get a point like they did, I thought that was fair. You know, to come from a goal down in the heat and put the pressure on like they did once there were a goal down. But it was all about containment to begin with. So whether they think the change of tactics against Turkey, let's have a go for it. Because they have the quality. You know, you've got James, Ramsey, Bale, Kiefer Moore up front who scored the goal, Allen in midfield. You know, they're not short of quality players. Well, we'll keep our eye on that after five. On on the show tonight after five, we're asking a very important question in our Trade Euro Championships as we try and find out what is the greatest trade. We're asking, what's the greatest trade between brickies and gardeners? Do you have an opinion on that before we let you go, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) What's the greatest trade? Well, we had some brickies come here about three years ago who built three walls for us but uh, all of the stuff in between I'm not sure what it's called the mortar yeah. or whatever it is is all falling apart <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not a friend of the brickies not a friend of the brickies you're voting for gardeners right now <laughs> I never wow unbelievable uh, final thing Chris uh, can you predict the score then tonight Wales versus Turkey what are you thinking 1-0 uh, win uh, won't be a classic similar to the you know, France-Germany game last night, which was so intriguing. It was one of them. You couldn't take your eye off it, but it wasn't a classic. Chris, good to chat. We'll look forward to chatting to you on Friday ahead of the big Scotland-England game. Oh, can't wait for that. Cannot wait. Come on, England. Right then, it's time to get back to our trade European Championships and what a battle we've got for you tonight on the show. It's another day of the home-time trade Euro Championships. And today's match is... Brickies versus Gardeners. We're trying to find out once and for all which trade is the best in the format of a major footballing tournament. It's back to Group A. It's Brickies versus Gardeners tonight. Uh, We have had wins for the plumbers and wins for the electricians, I think, so far. I think so, yeah. Yes. Yes. We're getting getting nods from the fixtures. Checking the paperwork. Who will it be today? Will it be a Brickie? Will it be a Gardener? Let's speak to Matt the Brickie first of all. How are you, Matt? I'm all right, thank you, Rod. Give us a plug for your business. Where are you, Matt? Uh, I'm working on David Wells today. I work for a company called Meadow Starbrooks. I'm self-employed. I've got a few lads who work for me. We go along building lottery homes. 
Good lad, you've got a Sean Dyche type voice about you. I like that there. No messing Thank with you. you. Have you have you been building walls today? What was the last thing you just built? I'm just building a quarter foot at the top of the house on the gable end. Fantastic. I, I like doing that. Uh, right, um, let's, let's have a chat with uh, Rick, our gardener. How are you, Rick? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. good. Uh, Rick, tell us what your business is and where you are right now. What the last thing was you just did? Last thing I did was digging out of those stinging nettles from one of my customers' gardens. Oh. Uh, what's your business, Rick? What are they called? Um, I'm a sole trader and that is Garden Care RB Limited. Fantastic. And Seven Oaks area. Right, Matt, you are going to get your first 20 seconds to uh, put your case forward as to why brickies are better than gardeners. Good luck, Matt. Your time starts now. Well, for one, gardeners aren't really a trade, are they? Let's be honest. Without bricklayers, there wouldn't be any other trades that really... They wouldn't have a job to do. There'd be no plumbers, no electricians, no joints, let alone be no gardeners. And really, like I say, at the end of it, is gardening really a trade? I've asked all the other lads on side, and all in agreement with me, it's definite no. <laughs> Wow, time's up. Fantastic. Well, what about that? Questioning the actual existence of gardening as a trait. Will Rick be beaten before he even starts, or has he got a comeback? Rick, it is time for your 20 seconds. Good luck, sir. Your time starts now. Okay, no one has ever said to you that come round, sit on my wall, sit on my driveway, but everyone says come round, sit in my garden, enjoy the sun, enjoy the view, enjoy the plant. Without that, the gardeners can't work. So, gardening away, making it look beautiful. Unless you're Emma Jones, you see some babes on her driveway, I believe. So, it's not quite all the time on that. So, you need maintenance people to look after and keep them nice. Wow. Time is up. What a fantastic performance uh, by Rick. A brilliant performance by Matt as well. Guys, thank you so much. You you fought your corners very bravely. You're almost out of breath. You can hear them in the background there. Uh, It is now over to the home time audience to vote who they thought had the edge in this Group A battle. If you thought it was Matt with representing the Brickies, or maybe you thought it was Rick representing the Gardeners, text now 81215 or over on Twitter. There is a vote going on. You can join the poll at Absolute Radio. Cast your vote now. have to say, um, after the uh, the match uh, a few minutes ago, game of the tournament so far. Some fantastic one-liners going back and forth there, wasn't Matt it? Matt and Rick were both on great form, putting a strong case across for the Brickies to be the better trade than the Gardeners, and then vice versa. Rick the Gardener says this text, because we need your text, we need your votes, you can vote on Twitter. Let's have a little survey then of what the home time listeners are thinking about this. We've got two people on the line to speak to you right now. John's up first. John, who is the better trade? Oh, definitely brickies. <laughs> okay, and why why are brickies so much better than uh, than gardeners then? In your in your opinion? Well, look at everyone's houses everywhere <laughs> in the world, mostly brickwork. What would you do without brickwork? You know? good, they're not normally made of hedges, are they? People's houses? No, definitely not. Gardens for the old people. Oh, John, 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 been ages. But I mean, having said that, it's it's pushing half past five, and there you are still brickying. Yeah, I'm in my own garden building a wall. Yeah. Wow, so even when you finish your day job of doing brickwork, you've got own go home and doing brickwork as well. You never stop. Yeah, never stop, mate, never stop. Paul, where is your vote going for today's Euro Trade Championships? Gardeners all day long. All day long. Come on then, why gardeners and not brickies? What's so good about gardeners? Well, you've got to be you've got to be a botanist, an artist, a mechanic, a carpenter, you you've got to be a chemist and you've got to put in the blood, graft, sweat and tears. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter which way up you put a brick, but it, it matters somewhat with a plant, doesn't it? Paul, that is almost poetic. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I am a gardener. Well, oh, I used to be a teacher, but now I'm a gardener. Yeah, and I prefer being outdoors. 
Yeah, um, brickies, I don't want to be rude about brickies, but really, it, it doesn't really matter which way up you put it. So, <laughs> Strong case, thank you very much, Paul. All right. We are at the moment of truth in this Group A game. At Brickies versus Gardeners today. It's the third match of the tournament and it's been the tightest match of the tournament, kind of mirroring what's going on in the Euros as well. But we have a winner. Is it the Brickie? Is it the Gardener? Some might say it's an upset. It's a tight victory with only 52% of the vote for the Gardeners. Woohoo! Rick, the Gardener, back on the line. Uh, you did a fantastic performance in your opening game uh, against the Brickies. How do you feel that the public, the hometown public, have voted you in this group game the best trade? Oh, I've never worried. Never worried. <laughs> <laughs> and and are, you, are you still working now since we spoke to you a little bit earlier on? I am. I'm, I'm just screaming the garden at the moment before mowing it. So I'll stop. But I bet that bricky. I bet he's clocked off. I bet he's all home, showered, <laughs> all clean, sat on the sofa, isn't he? He's still going. Rick is still going, despite the fact that this, this, the, the result has happened today. It's incredible. Three points for you tonight, then, Rick. Do you reckon you can go all the way to the final of the home time trade European Championships? Of course we can. Just like England. Come on, you boys. Oh, there we go. Now, look, uh, tomorrow it will be carpenters taking on carpet fitters. Are you a carpenter? Are you a carpet fitter? <laughs> if you want to argue for your trade and say, say why you are better than the other, get in touch with us right now. 8, 12, 15 with your text, or you can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Maybe email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Rick, give us one more cheer. Congratulations. Get that streamer back on. In other news, it's Father's Day this Sunday and all week. We're giving you the chance to win £1,000, plus a special Father's Day label edition of White Mackay, the triple matured Scotch whisky for a richer, smoother taste. Now, each day we're going to be spinning the Dad Chat Generator. A random topic will be chosen. Whatever the generator spits out, we want your best dad stories on that topic, whether it's about your dad or someone else's dad or how you've navigated fatherhood. We're sure you'll get some brilliant stories. Let's load up the Dad Chat Generator. Spinning the Dad Chat Generator. It's ball number 43. Wowee, ball 43. Well, I never. Uh, this uh, is generated because it is a generator. Uh, it's generated the topic Dad Superpowers. Right, so if your dad's got a slight comedy superpower, maybe you have, get in touch. Like, for example, my dad always leaves something behind. Whenever he's anywhere, he yeah. always has to go back because he's left something behind. And the superpower is the fact that because he's left it behind, it means that you'll bring it on your next visit. The superpower is keeping his family with him. That's what it, it is. It's, it's like his wallet, his keys, many different things. Uh, Jason says, my dad's superpower was his sixth sense of somehow knowing that I'd turn the heating up just ever so slightly. I've got a feeling, Richie, that you may have that superpower as well. Yes, it's not as super as Jason thinks. I have it. Oh, he's actually got a high-tech. Yeah. He's actually got a high-tech uh, brand-new boiler going on there. That's what's going on. Oh, we've got Morag on the line. Morag, tell us about your dad. Well, um, my dad's just the greatest with kids. He's got, he's got a lot of patience. Um, he does their homework. He helps them with their projects, anything to do with sports day, like schools, play days. He's hands-on with anything. It just makes my life so much easier because um, I'm actually a carer and I, I'm not saying I don't have time for the kids, but he's got a lot of time. He's, he's retired and he's got all the time in the world and he's just... I'm nearly crying to him. He's just got all the patience in the world. He's just the best dad in the world. Oh, well, he sounds like a lovely guy. What's your dad's first name? His name's Alex. 
Oh, Alec. well, like a good man. Definitely got superpowers, and uh, we're putting in, put him in in the draw for consideration. Morag, thank you for letting us know about oh, him. Brilliant, thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Let's go to the phones and say hello to Christine. Tell us what your dad's superpower is all about. Um, so it's the weather. Um, honestly, my father always knows what the weather is going to be. Um, he, they had a letter. Mum and Dad had a letter a few years ago to say that their mortgage was paid off. And he arranged a barbecue for like three months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few days later, he contacted everybody in the family to say, actually, no, the work barbecue won't be on Saturday. It'll be on the Sunday because the weather won't be fine on the Saturday. And we were thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was absolutely right. <laughs> wow. So is he, has he got special powers here? Is there, is there a thing that he does to predict the weather? Or does he just have a sense in his bones that that's the way it's going to go? I don't know. Well, he, he grew up um, racing pigeons. So I think... Wow. No, I know, that's really weird, I know. He, I think it's... He just always needed to know the weather for these pigeons. You know, they'd fly around the world and wherever they would go. Um, I don't know. He's tuned into something. I'm like, my, my dad isn't the most intelligent of men. <laughs> um, but he, he knows the weather. He knows. He will know. Well, weatherman Kev and his pigeon satellites are a very strong consideration. Thank you very much for sharing. Thank you. Uh, I think we've got Elsie on the line. Tell us about your dad's superpower. My dad's superpower is actually being able to sneeze at a volume at what seems higher than any sort of jet engine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about dad and the ability to sneeze at such volumes, but they just seem to have it. Do you know what else you write? It's funny you should say this because Richie and our boss Paul both sneeze and blow their noses at an incredibly high level, higher than I've ever heard anyone do it before in my entire life. In fact, Richie, I think he's going to demonstrate for you right now with the tissue. This is Richie just blowing his nose. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Is that what your dad does? Absolutely, just every time. I don't know if it comes with just that moment that you become a dad and that sneeze just is, yeah, beyond anything you've ever heard before. I've got latent power in my nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> So what's your dad's name then, Elsie? Um, so my dad's name is Colin. OK, so Colin is a bit of a nightmare shouty sneezer. Well, do you know what? I, I mean, I, I, like, I like Elsie. I like, I like the sound of Colin. But if I've just been able to do a really loud blow of the nose myself... Is the power that super? That's a good point. There's quite a few people who can do it. <laughs> yeah, but, it I, I believe oh, no, you, Elsie. But well, you've not heard Colin sneeze, that's the thing. That's good. Until you've heard Colin sneeze, you ain't heard the real thing. <laughs> exactly. So I was once in Costco with my child, and my dad does one of these almighty sneezes, and my child, he just stopped in the aisle, we're walking along, and he just went, Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Elsie, it's a fantastic. We're going to put Colin into the mixer. He's on our list for potentially winning the prize tonight. Good to speak to you. Thank you. Wednesday's Hometime Show, Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. Getting ready for Father's Day. Been searching for your dad's superpowers. Cheers for all your brilliant stories so far. You've had us in stitches. There's been some absolute belters, but I do think we have picked a winner. Christine, weatherman Kev, right? Yeah. He was good at predicting the weather. He is good at predicting the weather. Is he good at predicting whether his daughter wins £1,000? Um, probably not. Well, uh, you have, so let's hope he's on point with that one. You've won yourself £1,000. Well done. No! Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Uh, we loved the story about the fact that your dad is good at predicting the weather. I wonder if uh, he could, in any way, he could get back to us at some point, maybe today or tomorrow, and get Kev to find out what the weather's going to be like for the weekend for all of us. He'll definitely know, you know. 
Well, then we'd love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, he's, he's, you, you lot are just won £1,000, so let's get him to work for his money, please. <laughs> uh, you bagged yourself £1,000 plus a special Father's Day label edition of White and Mackay, uh, the triple matured Scotch whiskey. Uh, so, listen, well done and have yourself a brilliant rest of your Wednesday evening. Thank you so much. Always drink responsibly. See drinkaware.co.uk. I've had a little thought as your intermediary um, that you officially gave me that title at the beginning of the, uh, the podcast. Sorry, tonight. I was checking emails. There's been no inquiries yet about the number. Um, Refresh. No. They'll have been concentrating on the podcast. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. £10,000 is, the, is the, what you said would be your starting. Yeah. I think because of the amount of sevens in there, you should have a seven in there. So 10,007 or something. Oh, like I like what you've done. All right, what about... What about uh, like £17,777. That's what it is. Right, that's the new price. Uh, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. We'll meet you any pub car park you want.